Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Today we are doing part two of the shrewd message to help you understand the times and seasons we're in and to move forward. As I said last week, I just believe that there uh, a change is happening even now as I record this. I'm recording this in uh, late March, and I believe that there is a change coming to the coronavirus episode that we are in. I believe the health crisis uh, will begin to abate and we will be sent back out into the world. doesn't mean that it's completely over and it doesn't mean that um, there will be no fallout all around. There will be changes. Some things that have changed uh, will never be the same. Let's hope that we are never the same because God is bringing an awakening. I believe that we're on the precipice of a major, major outpouring of the Holy Spirit and I'm excited for that. But in the meantime... Uh, we have been talking about how to be shrewd because we may be facing some economic fallout from everything that has gone on. We haven't gone this way before, and so we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I am not prophesying that we are going to go through an economic depression. What I am saying is that it's time for us to be very, very wise, and so it's time for us to be shrewd. So last time, last episode, we left off with understanding so many in scripture that were shrewd and that Paul assumes that we all would be shrewd and that Jesus expects his disciples to be shrewd. And we know because shrewd in Greek is the word phronimos and that word is used in the Matthew ten sixteen passage, behold, I send you out as sheep among wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. We're to be shrewd. Let's read Matthew ten sixteen to 20, okay? Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise or shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious for how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Jesus wants us to be shrewd. Why? Because there is a mission. You see, Jesus is sending us all out. In Matthew chapter 9, before, you see, whenever we read Scripture, We always want to know what the context is. Well, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, it says, The harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. In John 4, he said, Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They're already white with harvest. You see, up until this point in this passage in Matthew, Jesus has already called the 12 disciples. He has taught them. He has demonstrated the gospel for them with miracles, signs, and wonders. And now in this passage, he's sending them out. He is the Lord and he's sending out laborers into the harvest that is already ripe. That's our mission. 
But there's not only a mission, you see, there's an impartation that comes with a purpose. Jesus gives us the Spirit with power and authority to do the greater works. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And he called to him his twelve disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. In Mark 16, 15 to 18, one of my favorite verses, it says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. It says that if you believe, these signs will follow you. In my name, you will cast out demons. You will speak in other new and other tongues. You will lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. It's a proclamation with a demonstration of the kingdom of God. In Acts chapter 2, we find out the Holy Spirit is poured out. Jesus had said to his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power. And then the promised Holy Spirit, the promised gift of the Father. When Jesus ascended, he poured out the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Father, on us all so that we could be empowered. We could be given power, the grace, the empowerment of the presence of God by his Holy Spirit to do the works that he had already beforehand created us to walk in. John 14, 12 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Jesus said that. And so there's a mission, which is to go out into the harvest and bring it in for Jesus, to finish the mission of Jesus. But there's not only a mission, there's an impartation that has a purpose, and that impartation is to receive power and authority when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, fills us up. And that power authority, of course, is to heal the sick and cast out demons and to bring uh, the lost into the kingdom. And then there's not only a mission with an impartation, but see, Jesus shows us that there is a way of being in a hostile world. It's always a hostile world. It's not just now. It's not just the coronavirus. It's not just um, whatever persecutions going on in whatever place that you've heard about. There's always been a hostile world because the enemy lives in this world. Matthew eleven twenty four says, For the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know why? Because, see, listen, whenever the Spirit begins to move and the kingdom begins to advance, there will be hostility, conflict, violence, and opposition. And that's why then Jesus says to his disciples in every age, Matthew 10, 16, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Oh, we're to be shrewd as serpents, innocent as doves. What does that really mean? Well, to be shrewd as a serpent. Why a serpent? Because in Genesis chapter 3, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning, more crafty. And actually that word, can you believe it, is shrewd. Now the serpent was more shrewd than any beast of the field with the, which the Lord God had made. You see, the serpent from the very beginning was more shrewd. He was able to assess the situation insightfully with foresight and draw a sound 
conclusion. What am I saying? I'm saying that the enemy, the serpent, was in the garden with Adam and Eve, and he saw the big picture. He saw what was going on. He saw what was coming in the future as a result of what's going on. And then he took action in order to redirect the outcome. Come on. He was shrewd. He understood, you see, that man was made in God's image and he was given dominion and authority over everything. And he was after that dominion. He had already come against God. He was thrown to the earth. And now he would come against God's image in his humanity in order to take dominion over God's creation and become the Lord of the age. Oh, he was shrewd. We are charged by Jesus to be shrewd as the serpent, to see the big picture, to see what's going on, to see, then look into the future and see what is coming as a result of what is going on and then to take action in order to redirect the outcome for the advancement of the kingdom. If only Adam and Eve had been shrewd in the garden. But Jesus, who is the most shrewd of all, has taken back everything that we lost, and he empowers us so that we will not make the same mistake twice. Yet, we are not only supposed to be shrewd, but we are also not instead of see it's not it's not it's not either or it's both and we are to be shrewd but we are also to be innocent as doves and what does that mean well innocent means unmixed and pure in motive romans 6:19 says i want you to be wise shrewd phronomos as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil You see, evil is the work of that old serpent through demons in the flesh. Anything that is not of or is against God and his wills, his ways, his people, it's the work of darkness. Philippians 2.15 says, We are to be children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse world, among whom we are to shine as the lights in the world. You see, the wisdom of the serpent in Matthew 10, 16 is contrasted with and joined by the quality of the dove. In this case, the dove is actually the bird, not the Holy Spirit. Why? Because without the right heart, without an innocent, pure, unmixed heart led by the Holy Spirit in submission to God's will and mission, in agreement with the heart of God, shrewd becomes a snake. Manipulative, selfish, self-seeking, underhanded, and undermining. But without shrewdness, innocence is naive and gullible. Matthew 10, 16 to 20. Let's read it again, shall we? Behold, I am sending you out as sheep among in the midst of wolves, so be wise, shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. And when they deliver you over, don't be anxious for how you speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour. For it's not you who speaks, but the Holy Spirit of your Father who will be speaking through you. So can you see? Can you assess this passage shrewdly? Can you now see that from heaven's perspective, What is going to happen? Can you see how to navigate the times and seasons and how to take advantage of every situation for the kingdom of God? 
The opposition against us will be turned into an opportunity so that we can be witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world. Can you hear what I'm saying? Shrewd means to assess the situation, act with wisdom, sound judgment, and foresight in order to see where things are going, make a decision, take action to direct the outcome in our favor, advancing the kingdom of God. There are going to be lots of hostile situations that we will need to navigate in these days in order to seize the opportunities that they afford. We're not supposed to be afraid. We're supposed to be shrewd and innocent. Eugene Peterson says it this way, stay alert. There's hazardous work that I'm assigning you. You're going to be like sheep running through a wolf pack, but don't be naive. See, some people will impugn your motives. Others will smear your reputation just because you believe in me. But don't be upset when they haul you before the civil authorities without knowing it. They've done you and me a favor. They've given you a platform for preaching the kingdom news. And don't worry about what you'll say or how you'll say it because the right words will be there because the spirit of your father will supply you the words. That's from the Message Bible. You see, he sends us us out as sheep among wolves. And when contrasted with a wolf, a lamb seems defenseless, completely at the mercy of its enemy. But Jesus says, do not be afraid. Why? Because the kingdom has come. And it's an upside down, right side up kingdom. It's a kingdom of great reversal. You see, Jesus knew when he said that, (laughs) that in just a few more chapters, we were going to read and understand that the Lamb of God would lay down his life, take back the keys to the kingdom, and he would rise up as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And then when all authority is his, And all his enemies are being put underneath his feet. The lion turns and gives those same keys to all of his disciples in every age. Can you not see, people of God? We are sheep with a lion inside. And we have nothing to fear. Jesus has already won. He's overcome the world. He's the light of the world who displaces all the works of darkness. We are the sons of light. We have everything to gain. We're not to have a poverty mentality here judging every situation from fear over what we could lose. We're to have a prosperity kingdom mentality judging from heaven about what we can gain for the kingdom. It's not about money. It's about the kingdom. It's about advancing the rule of God. That's how everyone prospers. How we think in this time is so important for how we perceive circumstances in this time. I don't know about you, but again, I'm telling you, if nothing changes, you see, nothing changes. And God is bringing change. And I haven't come this far to only come this far. Why don't you say that with me? I haven't come this far to only come this far. There is more to do. See, to be shrewd, we need to think shrewdly. We've been given a shrewd mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. That word sound right there is the word shrewd phronomos. I had a visitation in January. God highlighted 
1, 1, 1, Jeremiah 1, 11. And he said, and the word of the Lord came to me and said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond branch. The Lord said to Jeremiah, you've seen rightly for I'm watching over my word to perform it. Listen, God is about to bring a manifestation of many prophetic promises in the lives of his people. Some promises that seemed to die, they never came to fruit. <laughs> but now he's accelerating the times and the seasons. He's accelerating the changes. And there's going to be twists and turns on every side. And many of us are going to say, oh my goodness, what's going on now? But God is going to bring good out of everything that is happening. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, You've not been given a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. You and I have been given an impartation of the Spirit of God Himself. We've been given His courage, His boldness, His confidence, His miracle-working power. We've been given His love for us and for others. We've been given His sound mind. Often it's translated self-control, but see, it's a supernatural endowment. Listen, we have the mind of Christ and we have the Holy Spirit so that we can bear the fruit of the Spirit and we can do the works of the Spirit. Supernatural works. We've been given an empowerment to think soundly, to have disciplined mind, prophetic wisdom, sound judgment in the face of every fearful and difficult circumstance. We have soundness of mind. That means our mind is without decay or damage. It is whole because it is connected to Christ Jesus. It is soundness of mind, the capacity to assess situations and circumstances shrewdly with revelatory insight and foresight in order to draw shrewd and sound conclusions. Listen, the Holy Spirit has given us his mind, the mind of Christ. We can have God's thoughts. We can have a shrewd mind. We can be empowered in our mind by the Holy Spirit in order to see what is, where things are going, and how to step in and take advantage of the opportunity to advance the kingdom. So tell me this. Who created the serpent? God. Who's more shrewd than a serpent? God. And who is in us as we are sent out? God by the Holy Spirit. And what are we sent out into? The darkness. And what overcomes, what overcomes the darkness? The light. And who is the light? Jesus. And who, whose are we? His. And who is the light of the world? We are. We are the sons of light. We are the little light. We are the light of the world, the light that shines, shines Christ in the darkness. And who is the light of the world? We are. We are the sons of light. We are the light of the world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Listen, it's time for the church to awaken and seize the opportunity to be the light of the world. God desires leaders, his people, all of us to be shrewd in this time, to deal shrewdly but innocently in our politics, in our business, in our education, in our entertainment, in our families, ministries, in all of our communications, because we are the sons of light. And listen, it is time for us to rise up in our society, in cities and nations, to be the sons of light in a dark time. The place to begin is here in our own hearts, in our own homes, in this time when we are at home. As we begin to go back out in the world, what's going to be different this time? How are you going to advance the kingdom in your own life, in your family's life? 
This brings me to the last thing the Lord used to form this message in me. A friend of mine brought me a dream of hers to interpret. She dreamed there was an elephant in her office and it was all dressed up. (laughs) What does that mean? It's time to address the elephant that's in the room. An elephant is an obvious problem no one wants to discuss, a condition of groupthink that no one wants to challenge. You want breakthrough in your business and your finances? You want breakthrough in your family? You need to address whatever real problems there are. We start there. But then we need to look at everything else going on in our lives right now. And we need to know, we need to remember the house built on the rock and the virgins with the lamps. Matthew seven twenty four to 25, it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a f- shrewd man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew, beat on the house and it did not fall because it had been founded on a rock. What are the things you need to establish right now? What are the things that you would need to put in place right now if we experience an economic fallout? How can you how can you make changes in how you do things like the shrewd manager did when he knew he was going to lose his job? Some of you are just out right now for a few weeks. Some of you may lose your job. Some some of you, most of us are going to get our jobs back. And listen, God is going to meet us right at our point of need. But he's also bringing change. What is it that he wants to change in your life in the way that you do things? And then we also have to remember Matthew 25, 1 to 13, for when the foolish, the virgins who took their lamp, there were 10, remember? Five were wise, and they had oil in their lamp, and five were foolish. And it says, when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise, the shrewd, took flasks of oils with their lamp. See, those who are wise, those who are shrewd, have filled their lamp with oil and are ready when the bridegroom or the revival comes. What do you need to get ready right now? That's the point of this message. Begin to ask the Lord, What's going on in your situation? What's going on in your family? What's going on in the world? And how do you prepare? What do you need to set in place? What do you need to establish? What changes have already been made that you can capitalize on and take advantage of? God is going to show you. I'm telling you, God is going to show you. Because there's a promise. The adversity that you face right now is going to stir up creativity in your life in wisdom prophetic wisdom and creativity for kingdom strategy. Situations are going to turn into your favor and in the favor of the kingdom and the rule of God is going to be advanced on the earth. And I believe God is going to position many of us in the lives of others to advance the kingdom. So I want to pray over you. May I pray over you? First, let me read Isaiah 60, 1 to 3. If you hear noise, it's my Bible. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness has covered the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nations will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Matthew 5.14 You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. 
And people do not light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. And in the same way now, let your light shine before others so that you may see your good works, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I want to pray for you. I want to declare this over you right now. I declare and decree over you right now that a spirit of wisdom is coming upon you. And I declare that the shifts and sun changes and even the crisis you see in the nation, in your life, in the church. They will create unprecedented opportunities for kingdom advancement and the adversity will not tear down the church, will not discourage the body, will not cause you or your family to shrink back. But the adversity will stimulate creative kingdom strategies that are being put in place right now. And they will break forth in a new Holy Spirit renaissance even now. And right now, those of you who are listening right now, you and your ministry, you will be the light that is shining according to Isaiah 60, the light on the city and on the hill. And you will declare that peoples and nations will be drawn to the light of the world who is Jesus Christ. And you will shine into every dark place in your sphere of influence. And you will be a people with supernatural wisdom, prophetic insight, and foresight. Your mouth will be filled with every word of God so that the light and the truth will set free every person held in bondage, every captive and slave of darkness. And this, this place, your home, our church, our nation will be a city on a hill that will shine brightly. And now we all begin to declare we are the sons of light. We are the light of the world. We haven't come this far to only come this far, and we are not afraid of the of the times. Again, we are the sons of light. We are the light of the world. We haven't come this far to only come this far, and we are not afraid of the times. Again, we are the sons of light. We are the light of the world. We have not come this far to only come this far, and we are not afraid of of the times. So I bless you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I ask that you make your face shine upon your people. God, that you would comfort them in this time, that you would begin to shift their understanding and their minds, that you would give them vision beyond this time, Lord God, that they would see what is coming ahead, Lord God, and you would give them creative strategies, Lord God, to how, for how, Lord God, to settle things in their own life, Lord God, to protect their finances, Lord Jesus, and to be, Father, of people who prosper in this time, not just survive, God, but that we will be a people who thrive in this time, Lord God, so that we can be the light of the world, a light to our neighbors, a light to our families, a light to the nation. In Jesus' name, I pray a hedge of protection, Lord God, around all those who are working right now, Lord God, and have been working, especially in the grocery stores, Lord God, on the front lines, Lord God, our first responders, all our medical personnel, Lord Jesus, everyone who would work in a hospital, Lord God, or a, or a um, or an office, Lord Jesus, a medical office in Jesus' name. I'm asking Asking, Lord God, that you set a hedge protection, Lord God, and give strength and stamina to all of our workers, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, that you would give wisdom to our president for every move, Lord God, that he's making in this time, Lord Jesus, that all of his business sense, Lord God, all of his advisors, Lord God, that he would have prophetic wisdom and that he would be the most shrewd of all in this time so that our nation can experience revival and all of its people, Lord God, can experience revival and that many lost will come into the kingdom. I bless you. I ask the Lord to keep you and uh, and comfort you and to keep you healthy in this time. Until next time, God bless you all. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.